This is Kyla. This is Jess. Welcome to Broads Abroad. We're two broads abroad. <laughs> this podcast talks about adapting and settling in abroad, health and wellness abroad, food and shopping abroad. Okay, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Let's talk about community, parenting, dating, travel, women and culture, women at work, women and leadership. Pretty much this podcast talks about everything you need to know about living abroad, staying abroad, surviving abroad, getting, getting abroad. abroad. <laughs> I think we're going to need wine. Definitely, definitely going to be. Oh, women and wine. Women and oh, wine. There you go. All right. Please join us for Broads Abroad. Can't wait. So, Jessica. Um, I'm going to be straight up here and just say to our listeners that we have already been talking for like an hour. We started, <laughs> we met at seven and we were like, all right, let's you know, record a podcast tonight. But there is so much to talk about. And as we're talking about everything that's going on in our lives right now, um, some of it, you know, totally podcast worthy, some of it not we sort of just paused and we're like, okay, hey, let's just like hit record. We need to start recording this because it's all kind of related to what we want to talk about in our podcast. And most of the time, what we talk about is podcast worthy. <laughs> and you even mentioned, you know, like too bad in this podcast that we decided not to record it because both of our hair looks smashing. And I mean, those are new pajamas, aren't they? They are somewhat new. They're like new in like coronavirus, uh, the, the definition of new. Like I, I pulled them out of a drawer that hasn't been opened in several months. So we'll call oh, that. Oh, that's that. totally new. <laughs> Absolutely. So when Jessica and I talked today, we talked about, we've been sort of throwing this around for a while now, but we really wanted to talk about the four stages of culture shock and why we thought this was super relevant right now is because we're kind of drawing a connection between the four stages of culture shock and the different stages of going through major change, which anyone living in this particular time can relate to the fact that we are going through some major changes, whether it be your work life or your home life or a blend of the two. It's really, we're going through some major changes. So we thought today would be a really nice time to talk about those four stages of culture shock, but they also kind of um, lend themselves very well to the stages of change and processing change. Right. And I, 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 love, I love that connection. I think that it's so relevant right now. And um, as you're mentioning, people are going through change in so many different ways. And there is no formula for what we're living. And the only way that we're going to get better at this new normal is to share stories, to connect strategies, and um, really reach out and just get better at it and knowing that we're all in it together. And it sounds so cliche at this time, but I think when we really apply these reflections that you're mentioning, you know, these different stages that exist, all of those connections just help us uh, make our peace with the different challenges that we have every day and change is inevitable. And it's important that we all find really great ways to, um, to get better at the changes in our lives. So hopefully our listeners and each other will um, have a great experience through this talk. I, I agree. And I think that Part of that comes from acknowledging the fact that it's not always going to be easy and acknowledging the fact that during the struggle, there are going to be great lessons and great rewards. And so I think um, starting off just by naming those four stages would be helpful because you and I have both experienced these obviously moving abroad. We've both experienced them obviously switching jobs, whether it be a job from one country to another or a job within the same country but going from one in, um, institute to another um, and then with that we can also see those four stages really greatly applying to change in just simply moving houses moving communities moving cities moving organizations moving homes or moving realities which is kind of what we're all doing right now so the four stages, and, and you can Google these, and they go by very different names in different, um, 
different way, different places that you find them. But the most common four names that they go by would be the honeymoon phase, the frustration or anxiety phase, the adjustment phase, and then the acceptance phase. And um, if we relate this to the couple months that we've been involved in this um, social distancing, distance learning, uh, social isolation, quarantine, whatever you may call it, I like to feel like I'm in the adjustment phase right now. I'm not sure, Jessica, we might all be in a different phase of this right now. But it's interesting to look at that and see it applying right now, the same way it applied 12 years ago when I first got on a plane and moved overseas. No, I really like that. I think that um, the, each of those stages take different times to move through it. Um, depending on your experience level, as you um, change places as a world traveler, um, mm -hmm. even when you, you know, start traveling and explore a new place, you might go through those slower. You might not get to the adjustment phase or you do right at the very end of your trip. And as you live abroad, as you live in different places, as you're mentioning other changing houses or long periods of time, you start to recognize, oh, this isn't just temporary. And you might go through those phases a little bit quicker um, and a little more um, complete and enjoyable because each phase has its pros and cons. But more importantly, it has um, things that you 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 take away you take aways for not only your um your own well-being but takeaways for how do i make this um an enjoyable experience while i'm doing it what are some of the things that are going to make me a better person and why would I continue doing it? You know, it's always safer to just go home or to just go back to where we were. And we tend to, you know, attach ourselves to those previous experiences in order to jump off. And like a monkey, you know, we want to be able to have our grip on the next branch before we let go. And sometimes uh, each of those phases brings us to a point where we just have to make that jump. So I'm interested in, um, in how, um, you know, how, how you got to the adjustment phase that you, that you feel you're at right now. Well, you know, it's interesting that you said that, like, like a monkey holding onto one branch and waiting till you have the next one to let go. I think that when you first experience that frustration and anxiety phase, which comes after the honeymoon phase, and I think it's, it's important to point out that when you travel, and I think you mentioned this in an earlier episode, when you travel, it kind of tends to be all honeymoon. Like you have moments of frustration, you know, you're trying to figure things out, but you sort of are only gone for a week or two. And so you sort of exist in this honeymoon phase of uh, you're on holiday. Everything's amazing and new and beautiful and wonderful and, and, um, you're experiencing different flavors and different tastes and different culture and different this and that. And it is a honeymoon phase. And you might experience momentary feelings of frustration when things don't happen the way you feel they should, um, which is sort of an entitled way to feel, but we all feel that way. So there's no judgment there. But uh, when you live overseas or when you move overseas, that frustration and, and, and anxiety phase hits really, really hard. And I would say, and I see this and I observe it with international students also, more transient students, it usually seems to happen after the first month or two. You know, they come in that first month or two, it's exciting, they're so happy to be there, they're making new friends, um, everyone's wanting them to join their group and try this and try that, but then that kind of wears off and they become homesick, they become lonely, they become scared. And so that frustration and anxiety hits. And I now, having done this for 12 years, year after year, seeing kids in this same scenario, um, phase after phase for myself, entering that same scenario with my family or even on my own, um, I can now recognize it. And so like what you're saying is I know that when I recognize it and I feel it and I'm like, oh, why do I feel like this? Why am I so miserable? Why do I hate where I am right now? I know I'm that monkey that's like literally just about to let go of that branch and grab onto the next one. But it's a hard gap. It's a really, really hard gap to fill. And that frustration and anxiety often comes with language barriers, often comes with um, homesickness, 
It often comes if you're in a new workplace, it comes with just things being done differently. Um, in workplaces, when you integrate new technologies or new platforms or new ways of doing things, there is also a, a phase um, system or steps that they talk about. And that frustration anxiety phase can also be called the trough of disillusionment, where you're kind of just like, ugh, like you just feel like you want to give up. And like nothing is operating the way your brain and your systems think it should operate. And it's extraordinarily frustrating. And it's not like being on holiday in a 10 minute taxi ride that's frustrating you. It can last for months and it can be really difficult. And um, you just mentioned the, you know, equating it to right now. There was a tiny little bit of, I wouldn't say honeymoon, like an excitement uh, about what was happening when we found out schools were closing and we found out, you know, airlines were shutting down. But there is that element of, I'm, I'm the kind of person that like when I know a big storm's coming, like I'm scared and I'm worried, but there's also a little bit of excitement too. Like, whoa, this is so different. This is so new. Um, for me as a mom, I was like, I'm, you know, able to wake up with my kids and not throw them in a car within the first 20 minutes of waking up. And so there was a little bit of a honeymoon. Um, I would say almost like shock excitement phase, but still very stressful but it did shift very quickly into frustration and anxiety where I was trying to figure out like, how in God's name am I going to do this? You know, I'm working, I'm parenting, I'm, you know, not able to do the things I love. How are we going to be able to do this? And I'm, I want to shift over to you, Jessica, because that kind of brings me to that adjustment phase. And I think of all my friends, you're one of those people that tends to latch onto those adjustment things very well. And you become that motivator in a lot of people's lives as to how do we adjust? What strategies do you take in order to get through, whether it's temporary on a holiday or whether it's long-term with a new move or a new job or a new position, or whether it's during a pandemic crisis, what types of things do we do to move out of the frustration and anxiety and the trough of disillusionment phase and into adjusting and into uh, adapting. And you, you tend to be one of those people that I almost go to for that sense of motivation. So I wanna, I wanna put it over to you now and hear what you have to say about that. No, well, thank you, thank you so much. I mean, I think that that's what, um, you know, it ties us together as international um, experiences and where great friendships come from is that you connect with um, the different pieces that you're living. And I think you, we've mentioned this in an early episode, a lot of times you connect harder and faster in those friendships because you're living things you wouldn't normally live. And we all want to connect when there is a sense of discomfort because there's a safety in that. And as I was listening to you share the experiences with those first three, sta three stages, you know, talking about that honeymoon phase and how it goes into frustration, I started to realize and connect a lot with the concept of waiting. Um, when we're in a honeymoon phase, everything's excited and it's instant. Um, it's a short time, as you mentioned, usually when you go on these vacation pieces, um, it, their excitement, their choices, there's uh, everything is just new and different. And there's a time piece because you know, no matter how great it is, you've got to quickly enjoy all the best things and you gloss over the challenging things or the things that are uncomfortable because you know there's a time factor you know it's going to run out it's not going to be like that and you'll be able to go home so you're focused on all of these uh enjoyment pieces that uh that you want to take every aspect of um the waiting piece changes when you're going through those stages so it starts to get to frustration because you're like wait a minute i'm i i'm done with this now I don't want this anymore. This isn't fun anymore. Um, you were mentioning, you know, that uh, that shock, that kind of, I guess, excitement, because maybe that's the part of the brain or the part of the emotion that, you know, just there's a similar feeling in the body that it that it delivers us. But um, when you're going through that next piece, um, it's that change piece that's different that might feel different for people that have had abroad experiences because you know what honeymoon phase is, you know what uh, frustration is, so you can handle it longer 
because you know, well, this is a normal part of being in a new place. This is um, what happens when you have to go through the grocery store. This is what happens when you need to go to your first doctor's appointment. This is a normal thing and I'll get through it because it, you know, I just have to wait it out. And then as you're getting towards the adaptation phase, before you get to acceptance, it's just that realization of this isn't going away. So I just feel that time changes a bit. That concept of waiting um, is different for everybody. And so when you're thinking, uh, you know, you're asking me about like, what are some of the strategies? Because everybody has different strategies. Everybody has different ways of managing um, uh, you know, challenging situations. And some of them are positive ways to handle it and some of them aren't. Um, we know that there's some really big staples that help us get through anything. Those staples include connections, whether they're strong connections to family, strong connections to friends, or familiarity and connections of the things that make you feel comfortable. Um, your hobbies, your habits, your pets, the things that are important to you. And I really feel that as creatures of habit, as humans are, fundamentally, we need to find, and we feel comfort in those stability pieces. We feel comfort in um, having our basic needs met. So when we have that social piece, when we have you know, a shelter, when we have uh, our bodies nourished, all of those things that taking us abroad look differently and how you get access to those, once you have those, you can move quicker through those stages. And that's why we're always saying, especially in this challenging time that we're living right now, take care of yourself. That's the basis that we say, don't let your social relationships slide because of the challenge of doing it differently than we normally did. Um, we were talking earlier before we started recording about the new normal. And uh, again, that concept of waiting, you talk to anyone and we say, how long is this going to last? How much longer? How much longer? We keep checking our social media. We keep checking the news. We keep checking the um, uh, government statuses of what's acceptable. And it's just that concept of waiting. And I have this feeling that those uh, lawmakers or policymakers really did have a feeling that this was going to be longer. But if you tell people two weeks, it's manageable. And then when you get to the end of two weeks, you say, okay, another two weeks and it's manageable. And so knowing that there's phases that you can attach to, and like you mentioned earlier, I can identify this as a honeymoon phase. I can identify this as a frustration phase. We're able, that is a strategy and we're able to use uh, our experience to pull from that. And um, at the end of the day, we all want to be happy, successful, contributing people that are enjoying our lives. That's why we go on these adventures. That's why we live abroad in the first place. That's why we continue to grow and learn. So I really feel having an understanding of those four stages and connecting them to changes you're, you're mentioning, just really pulling in those understanding what um, our comfort levels are and how to manage through them and that it really is okay if you keep in mind those fundamental uh, needs that you can get met and what do you need to do in order to get those met, you're going to be able to come through this experience looking at those positive things going, wow, I had more time with my kids. Wow, I learned this strategy. I never was able to use flipped classroom before. If you're an educator, I was never able to use Zoom. My parents certainly weren't at all these other tools and these great things that we're learning about ourselves that we never did before. And wow, I can manage, you know, a household and multitask and listen to a podcast I'm learning from while I'm doing dishes that I never did before. There's all these different things um, that, that we really can focus on the positive piece. So I think that's what helps us move through. And I would agree with you. I'm in the adaptation phase um, mm -hmm. and slowly I'm going to get to that acceptance phase. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, and I love that. And I think when you talk about the adaptation adjustment phase, which is phase three, I think that what's incredible about what you're saying, Jessica, because you touch on the fact that it's very individualized. It's based on what you need, what you um, enjoy, how you manage your stress, how you cope, um, how you find joy in life, those things that you enjoy. Like, uh, you know, I personally, through this, Right away, I was that person that was like, I'm going to do yoga every day. Well, I didn't do yoga every day for the first month. I was too busy trying to juggle managing my household, my kids' homeschooling, my job, you know, around my husband's schedule, like all of these things. But slowly, I was able to find 
pockets of space where I could squeeze those things in. And um, I think that, you know, I've read a, a million great memes. You know, social media is a really fun part of my adjustment phase. I do enjoy social media. I do enjoy connecting. I, I have to find balance with that, with my kids and my life. And I do that. But um, one of the things that I do enjoy is reading some of the funny blogs and um, memes that other people are putting out. And one thing that I continue to see is that we don't need to be trying to become like this greater version of ourselves during the crisis. We don't need to be trying to, you know, lose that last 10 pounds, get our master's degree or take that course or do whatever. We need to just be enjoying a state of being within our homes, within our families, within ourselves. And I think that really equates to when you move overseas. I remember when I first moved to Turkey 12 years ago, being on the plane, I consciously remember thinking, yeah, I was a musician at the time and I played piano and I sang. And I was kind of leaving behind several projects and bands and things. And I thought to myself, well, I can justify that because in the next two years, I'm gonna teach myself guitar. And then I also thought to myself, I'm going to learn how to play tennis. I'm not an athlete. I don't play sports. I'm active. I like to be, um, I like to hike. I like to do yoga. I like to be active, but I am not an athlete. I can't throw. I can't run very uncoordinated, but I thought to myself, like if I could try a solo sport like swimming or tennis. And so I remember saying to myself on the plane ride to Turkey, where I had no idea about these four phases, honeymoon, frustration, adjustment, acceptance. I had no idea what I was setting foot into as far as culture shock or job shock or life shock. And I'm on the plane telling myself, I'm going to teach myself guitar <laughs> and I'm going to learn how to play tennis or like speed swimming or something ridiculous. And like, lo and behold, none of those things happened because it's unrealistic to expect yourself to do things like that when you're in the middle midst of those four stages maybe when you reach acceptance can you adopt a new hobby or tackle something fresh like that but really adjustment um, and adaptation comes from just finding that sense of calm and peace and joy and contentment within yourself with small hobbies small steps um, things that you gravitate towards naturally and so i think the honeymoon stage speaks for itself like everyone's been on a trip whether it's a trip to another city i mean i remember as a kid just going to the next city to go shopping you know what that honeymoon phase feels like um you know as a youth or as, a, as an adult traveling cross province or state or country the honeymoon phase speaks for itself we all know that excitement of travel frustration and anxiety speaks for itself as well because of you know everyone's experienced that restaurant or that taxi ride or that uh, you know being at the counter at an airport and you're a minute past whatever and you can't figure out how to maneuver your way through a situation in a place that's a little bit foreign to you but you magnify that in a way that um, becomes so much more um, I don't know so much more tangible and so much more um, life-changing the moment you move abroad or the moment in like in this situation the moment you're faced with something that as you said is going to go on for a long period of time you can't just uh, like fast forward through it you can't just ignore it because the trip's ending in two weeks mm -hmm. you can't just ignore it because the you know pandemic is ending in a month you have to accept that time is more powerful than anything else at play. And you have to allow yourself to um, be okay with that. Mm -hmm. And with that, I think the moment you, uh, you know, acknowledge like the familiarity of the honeymoon phase and the frustration phase, even though we've only felt them in small doses, acknowledge the familiarity of them when you feel them in big doses and then allow yourself that adjustment and that, uh, adaptation phase before mm -hmm. you can move into phase four acceptance and by allowing yourself the adjustment and the adaptation phase I really think it's important to consider what you said is that that comes in a way that just brings you comfort that mm -hmm. doesn't need to come in a way that brings great change to your life don't move to another country thinking that you're gonna write a book 
don't move to another country. Well, maybe you do. I mean, to each his own. Like if you move to another country for like, <laughs> I love, I'm going to write a book and write a movie. Like, great. If you're able to do that. But, but normally people who move frequently or change jobs or go through these experiences, go through it. But they want change. That's yeah. why they're doing it. Exactly. Like, I mean, and I think that's one, I think that's totally wonderful. If you, if you are able to do those big changes, I think that's fantastic. And I've been that person. Like I put out, you know, it, I, I self-published a children's performing arts program and I'm trying to write a book and I do those big things. I just think that acknowledging which phase you're doing them in is important. Once you're in that acceptance phase and you're like, Oh, I got this. You're going to still have moments of frustration, but you're like, yeah, I'm living here. This is my home. I'm living in COVID. I'm in social isolation. This is my new normal. Like the moment you settle into the new normal, you adjust. That's, but that's where it comes from. That's where acceptance right. is. You can't, as you're mentioning, you have to go through each stage. You have, you can't jump over them. And I think right. a lot of people want that because th- there's pieces of those phases that aren't comfortable. But right. I, I also think that, uh, like, I, and I want to push back on you a little bit there because you're mentioning, you know, you had all of these great expectations. You were going to, you know, teach yourself how to play guitar. We need that honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. That honeymoon phase, those hopes and dreams push us. Um, Our goals might change, but they're important to have. And um, maybe that those initial goals end up transforming into just, can I, you know, be successful in getting to the grocery store and back today versus I was going to learn a new song on guitar today. But the thing is, is there's still goals. And um, that's how you move through the phases, even though most of us don't know how to name them when we take an adventure or a change, we usually realize in hindsight what they were. But I think that um, uh, let, allowing yourself um, those moments of going through them, knowing that nothing stays the same forever, we know that it's impossible. If something stayed the same forever, we wouldn't search for the fountain of youth. We wouldn't, you know, we know that nothing um, is going to stay the same. Everything is going to change in some way. It might not be the way we expect. So the way to to enjoy success through each of stage is that understanding that each one's important. Um, you right. need that honeymoon phase, that hope phase in order to fall back on it when things get tough. You need the challenge phase. You need the frustration and anger phase because when you go through it and you do have those small wins, that's what creates adaptation. As you go back and you're like, man, was that frustrating, but boy, did it feel good today when I finally was able to communicate in that language. And man, I guess I could do it. Well, let me try again tomorrow. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm adapting, I'm adjusting, I'm making these little uh, pieces. And the more frequent those then become, you've all of a sudden wake up one day and you're like, I live here. I live here. Exactly. I can get, and I'm getting through this. And now when you're in this space, look at us. We are two of the people um, that during this, you know, challenge that we're living with, um, you know, social distancing and self-isolation that we're all living, we're two of the people that stayed in the foreign country when we had the opportunity to go back. And there's a million reasons for that, but we knew we could. We knew we could go back if we needed to, and we knew that we would be okay staying here for the reasons that we have chosen. Well, exactly. And I think I I absolutely agree with you. And I love what you said about you need to have those goals. You need to have those crazy goals in the honeymoon phase and in the frustration phase and in the adjustment phase. And it's kind of just like life. You know, you need to dream as a you know, little kid that you're going to be a superhero. And then you need to think when you're 15 that you're going to be a superstar. You have to have those goals because those goals give you drive and motivation. But what also has to come with that, and I think is super important, and what helps with the frustration and anxiety is accepting that sometimes they don't come to fruition the way that you thought they would, but they teach you something and reform and reshape into a different goal. And I think that whether you're looking at a lifetime of, you know, goals that change, or you're looking at a four month period of ideas that change. I think that looking at that and being okay and flexible with the, you know, spontaneity of it all allows you to shift through those four stages with a bit more ease. Because I do think that, you know, I, I did have an element of frustration and anxiety when I first moved to Turkey 12 years ago, thinking I didn't learn how to play guitar and I didn't play tennis. And I was angry at myself, but 
Uh, and then I adjusted and then I accepted and then I thoroughly loved that experience. And when you think of culture shock, I of course had those frustrations and anxieties. I was living in a small town and trying to figure out, you know, where do I buy vegetables and how do I get them home and like all of these things but I adjusted and I accepted. And looking back now, like you said, hindsight is so important. Looking back now, I realized that I wasn't really needing to learn how to play the guitar or play tennis. I was needing those experiences that brought me to acceptance um, and made me ready for my next experience, the next part of my journey. And then those ones going through it all again in Korea and then going through it all again here in Mexico got me ready, I will say, for this. Because as you said, you know, um, and, and many of our friends have gone back to their home countries through this and many of our friends have stayed. And I think that's very much a matter of personal circumstance. I think that's a matter of where even in the city you live, you know, if you are surrounded by open air and a nice view versus being feeling congested, if you're feeling like you need to be closer to family, there's all these different things that come to play. But I think that being in a, in a stage of adjustment or acceptance allows you to make those decisions more consciously. You mm -hmm. make those decisions, once you reach the stage of acceptance, you can make those choices consciously and less impulsively. And I think that, um, you know, those are the four stages of culture shock, but when looking at them as the four stages of change, which I think you and I have kind of decided to do for this podcast, it's incredible how similar those experiences are because it's just shock. I mean, mm -hmm. it's very different than the stages of grief and the and stages of yeah. other things in life. It's it's just simply the stage of stages of shock, and there is an element of excitement when you know you I, I at my parents' house in the prairies you hear of the storm coming and the. You know, you get kind of like a little bit of, I don't know if I'm alone in this, I might be a little bit weird, but I get like a little bit like, oh my gosh, there's a storm coming. And we kind of like prepare all the windows and whatever. But there is that honeymoon phase that comes with shock. Mm -hmm. And there is also then the frustration that comes with your barn doors are being blown off and, you know, the, the everything's being torn apart. And then there's the adjustment of like, okay, you walk outside and everything is just rubble and you have to figure mm -hmm. it out but then you just accept it and you get to work and then there's a beauty that comes with going through all those four stages that I think you and I have both experienced and anyone who's moved abroad has experienced moving abroad but I think anyone who has shifted jobs has mm -hmm. experienced that anyone who has shifted relationships has experienced that think of relationships with those four terms mm -hmm. I mean it completely applies shifting um countries, jobs, relationships, um, and then right now just shifting lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm used to being out every once in a while with my friends. I'm used to going to work. I'm used to going to my kids' soccer games. My lifestyle has completely changed, and I've had to shift that. And I said to you, I'm kind of in the adjustment phase. That's not to say that the frustration phase was pretty. You know, it was hard to figure out, you know, how to manage all of the different things that I'm trying to manage. Our Zoom calendar is out of control between mine, my husband's, and my kids' meetings. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm wanting to hike with them. I'm wanting sure. to cook more. Um, and so I think that the hiking and the cooking, and even if it's a 10-minute yoga in the morning, mm -hmm. that's what's leading me to my adjustment. And I feel like I'm getting close to acceptance. We're only just starting to talk about the fact that we might not be going back to Canada for summer, which will be a first in 12 years. And just talking about that, I, I really truly have to admit, I'm still in adjusting. I'm not at acceptance yet. I'm not there yet. You and I talked an hour before we started recording and we're both talking about like, well, what are your plans? Well, what are your plans? Mm -hmm. And we don't know. And I think that the very fact that we don't know means we're still at adjustment, but we're at a familiar adjustment. We've been here before with these big changes in life. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, it's interesting. Well, and also too, I mean, each of those phases that we're talking about, they don't have cut and dried time limits. You're going to go back and forth between the phases. You might even go all the way back. We revert back all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm someone who strongly believes that we understand the world through comparison. And every time we have 
a, um, a good experience, we say, oh, this reminds me of something amazing that happened over here. And when we have a bad experience, we say, oh, well, it was much better when I was in this other situation. And that's how we make sense of our world. But we also realize that we're in, in situations of growth, whether it is, as you mentioned, changing our living conditions or our jobs or reading a new book, nobody stays in one place for long without desiring some kind of change. And I don't just mean in a physical place, I mean in a mental place. And once we realize, and that's where acceptance comes in, is that realization that all of this is in our head. Every single thing that we have is by choice. We can choose what situations we want to be a part of and we can choose um, uh, behaviors that are going to stimulate our feelings about it. And I think that that in itself is a freedom. We might feel that we're, you know, locked up or trapped or a lot of this isn't our choice, which gives us that sense of frustration, but we can choose what we do with it. We can choose how to feel about it. And that is a strategy. How do we move through all of these pieces? Choices, um, connections, making sure our basic needs are met, taking care of ourselves and giving ourselves permission when we don't, um, have those first goals met, but knowing that we readjusted them. Maybe we didn't have those initial ones in mind, but guess what? I did do all of these things. We focus so much um, as a species a lot of times, and maybe it's just the survival of the fittest theory where we focus on what didn't work. It's like, oh, we forget about all of those great things because we're like, yeah, but that didn't work out. That didn't work out. Um, you know, even traditional evaluation processes were how many things you got wrong on a test versus how many things did you do right? And um, how many things did work? How many exactly. did work out? And I mean, judgment is a big part of what we're living in, you know, in social media worlds and it's causing all kinds of challenges, but it is a part of human nature. So what we're trying to do is really big. We're challenging big human nature things that are the norm, but just because something's common doesn't make it right. And so how can we do it better? And I think conversations like this, they're stimulating, they're motivating, they're about what we're living now and thinking about it in fresh ways, finding ways to give ourselves permission, finding ways that we can try something new, knowing what you mentioned earlier, um, that led me to think it doesn't happen, have to happen all in one day. Mm -hmm. If we did it, you know, set yourself goals. Okay. I had three goals today and I did one of them. I yeah. advanced, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, and, I didn't, I didn't make three meals for my kids, but that one meal was awesome. You know, <laughs> and some days and some days, even if it's not, I advanced, it's, I didn't regress. I didn't go backwards. <laughs> I just stayed in the same state and that's okay. And I think what you're saying makes so much sense, especially when we think about the reality of this, you know, for, for most of us, our listeners and you and me, we're talking about the stages of change. We're talk talking about the stages of shock and surprise. We're not talking about the stages of grief. We are not talking about the stages of trauma. We are not talking about the stages that, you know, tear people's lives apart. And so you and I were also talking about this element of perspective that in a way makes us kind of feel guilty when we're having that day that's like, oh my gosh, like I'm never going to get through this. But I think it's important to recognize that there are stages, stages of, of change and shock and surprise that we're going through that are relevant and important and worthy of discussion. And even though, you know, obviously there's different stages in different um, in, in different scenarios that are so much more um, difficult, it doesn't mean that we can't talk about these stages and the ones that we're going through because they're so hard and they're so difficult um, at times when you're going through these big changes and you're trying to maneuver your relationship or your job or your, um, your sense of being and well-being and your health and all of these things that are very important. And the stage... if I think that the literature at our fingertips is so um, so readily available and we need to take advantage of that. And so reading, reading blogs, there's so much, just Google it. I mean, I've known about the four stages of culture shock forever, just having moved abroad and having other people reference them to me. I Googled it just to, you know, make sure I was fresh on the lingo. And there mm -hmm. was like 20 books written about it. You know, I, I'm not even going to reference them because there's so many and there's so many blogs and there's so many different 
pieces that you can pull out to help you through that. Just like if you're going through grief or you're going through trauma, there's so much literature and there's so much out there to help you through that. I feel like um, allowing yourself to open your mind to the fact that you're not alone is just simply mm -hmm. the most important thing. You're not alone in this. It's in that normal. sense of hope. You know, yeah. when I look at my 14 year old student laying with his head on his desk and I'm like, what's up? He's like, I don't even know. And I'm like, okay, you clearly are not ready to learn about like Homer and the Odyssey right now, but <laughs> let's really talk about like, it's October. You just moved here from whatever, Finland. And uh, I just am recognizing the fact that I think you're in the state of disillusionment. You're in the trough. You're in a state of frustration and anxiety. And I won't say that to them, but I acknowledge it, realize it. And I might veer them towards a counselor. I might talk to them myself and be like, look, he was flying high for like two months. And now he's just like a puddle. And I can mm -hmm. recognize it in them. Why can't we just take a moment and recognize it in ourselves? You know, just because we're moms, we're teachers, we're adults. Why can't we take a moment and be like, hey, I'm in my puddle right now. Yeah. I need to do yeah. some, something to help me adjust. And mm -hmm. hopefully, eventually, like I've been to the acceptance phase before. It's amazing. And that's what makes it hard to move. You mm -hmm. acceptance. I'm in the acceptance phase of my shock of moving to Mexico, like I was with Korea, like I was with Turkey. I'm in that phase. I love it here. It's hard for me to think about leaving. Mm -hmm. But now with this new change, not to do with Mexico, nothing to do with where I live, but just this new normal, I'm back down in frustration, anxiety, moving towards adjustment. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it cycles. And you're going to go back and forth. I mean, no stage as we were kind of, you know, talking about earlier is it's not, it's not clear cut. It's not like this stage. I mean, there's always ranges and everybody's different. Everybody's strategies for managing each stage is different. And I think the most important thing is um, by going through, you're mentioning all this, you know, there is a lot of literature out, out there and being careful with that too. It's so easy to get overwhelmed. There's so many things about mm -hmm. everything. So a strategy is great. Pick one thing. And, um, and, and find a way to connect to it or at least talk about it. And even more so is um, just knowing that the, uh, that understanding that this exists, anytime we understand things better, they become more uh, easier to, to, to manage. Um, it becomes more um, accessible to us. So I, I do agree that, you know, understanding that there are these stages are going to help us get through any change that comes. And as I'm listening to you and as I'm, you know, going through these, these thoughts and reflections, talking to you, I'm having an epiphany. I feel oh. that I'm, I feel that I'm getting to the first step in acceptance. I'm listening what? to the I love it. I think that this is really the first step of, of where I am because I'm, I'm connecting with these ideas and I'm still going to step back into ad adaptation and I'm still going to have frustrations, but knowing that nothing can stay the same way forever. So, um, but look at all these great skills we have to move us through that. And all of it's in our head. If we were to go back to, to Canada right now, we would still be away from our families, but yet it's in our head that we're closer to them. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> that's what quarantine is. And the changes that are going to happen in the world, some of, the, some of the, the, the places that have already opened up and are experiencing them at different timelines um, in, in different countries right now are going to be serving us as models to improve a lot of things. I mean, we all thought in the past that we were very clean, but human beings are very sensitive. We do, you know, catch colds really easily. And I think of all of the great ways that um, we're, we're learning that we need to be more careful about, um, right. uh, about, you know, hand washing and all of these important things that maybe we, um, we were really comfortable with our practices and our habits before, but now we can take a look at those and go, you know what, I can do this a little bit better. And we're probably going to notice that we all get sick a lot less and a well, lot even, less serious. <laughs> absolutely. And even just think about in that same note, like think about like all the stuff that we've, you know, been hearing in the past few years about our planet. And we're very good friends with a group of women that do Earth Bombers International. And like they are continually bringing uh, to the forefront, you know, all of these issues about climate change and the planet. And, you know, we all do, you know, attempt to do our part, but I, 
you know, recycling has stopped in where we are. And I've heard in parts of Canada, it stopped as well. And so what's that forcing me to do? Uh, recycling is no longer my go-to. Refuse is my go-to. Refuse, reuse. Like I am trying to just use less and less and less waste. And so like you're saying, like these practices that you normally would adopt slowly, we're kind of adopting a bit more quickly, which is a positive thing. And I think it's going to be really fascinating to look at, look at what this looks like later. And you made a very interesting point, Jessica, like you said, we're, you know, struggling with social distancing here. And so we're thinking, what's that going to look like in Canada? And should we go home? And it looks the same there. And that kind of is a really good correlation to moving abroad. You move abroad and you're struggling with, you know, certain things and you're struggling with, you know, being active or you're struggling with your job or you're struggling with this, this and this. And so your first go to and I think that uh, one of our guests talked about this in a couple episodes back about your first go to is to just go home. But the reality is, is those same issues exist at home, just in different mm -hmm. ways. And so being abroad, you just learn to kind of adapt and adjust to them differently. And I do agree with what you're saying. Like it just forces you to sort of accept the new normal, but not in a negative way. It, it forces you to change, you know, the things that you're capable of changing and look mm -hmm. at the world around you, look at your life, look at your home, uh, whatever country you may be in. And to find that acceptance as you can. And I think that's so, so important. Mm -hmm. Change enriches our life. That's why there's stages of life. I mean, we crawl and then we walk and all of the common stages that, um, I mean, there's always gonna be twists and turns and every individual experience is different, but there's so, there's reasons why there's so many things that are common and there's reasons why we connect with different people that are all over the world. And there's reasons why people keep moving abroad and keep changing. And when they move, they still change within the place that they're in um, as human beings and, um, and, and also the different phases of life. So, I mean, change is inevitable. I mean, that's a cliche. We know that it exists. We know that that's, um, it, it's about the strategies we use to turn those changes into the most positive and enriching experiences they can because it helps us live our lives better, happier lives. And isn't that the goal? And I think once we get to that fourth stage acceptance, that's when we start making connections with wow, I was able to do that. I am happy. I know what to do next. And well, acceptance. I feel that my first step is there. <laughs> well, and, and the acceptance phase is kind of where you start being able to, to make just like the normal realistic goals that just make sense. It's no longer like, I'm going to learn the guitar because I'm turning 26 and that has to happen like right now. <laughs> but it's like realistic goals. What For example, like running, which I absolutely <laughs> hate. So I feel well, that that's maybe... just, I, I think it's great that you're going back to that because that's how our conversation started before we hit record. Like Jessica and I were talking and, and I love that, um, you know, I tend to be a fairly optimistic person. Like I, I, I try to face things with a sense of optimism. That doesn't mean like I don't lose my marbles and like freak out sometimes. And like, I'm a, I'm a pretty emotional person, but I tend to try to approach things and life and friendship and the world with a sense of optimism realism like i look at things realistically like i am not you know oblivious to the problems that surround me but i do try to look at solutions and i think jessica you're very much that type of person like that so i think it's really funny when we started talking and i you know we haven't talked in a few weeks and i was like so how are you doing and you're like well i've started running and I hate it. <laughs> and I loved hearing that from you because I'm like, you know what? I've, you know, started trying to do yoga every morning at seven and it sucks. And it's like, it's okay to like hate those moments of what you're doing. But that's the stage of acceptance. That's the first step. You know, like, you okay, have I'm just waiting it. for my gym to be open and waiting and waiting <laughs> and realizing it's not going to happen soon. And I don't know when. So I guess I'm going to have to see, start running. I, and see, I, on the flip side, <laughs> I'm so thrilled that all the gyms are closed because I'm like, oh, gee, guess I can't go. Like, I'm the opposite. I hate gym. But you're doing walking and you're doing these other pieces. Oh, so yes. we're still, <laughs> you know, that's a stage of acceptance and your yoga and, yeah, you know, we don't love it, but we hate it less and less. That's well, see, progress. I told, you, I told you, I accepted 12 years ago that I'm not going to be like a speed swimmer. I'm just going to walk. <laughs>
but hey, it's good to have goals. It is good to have goals. It is. And Jessica, like I love actually, you know, I think this is a good place to end because I love that when we first started talking, we did talk for a solid hour before I, I hit record. I love that when we first started talking, it was, it was a little bit like we were like, cause we usually see in, each other in Canada. We do. Let's like, be honest. We usually visit there in the summer because we kind of come from similar parts of the province. Um, and we haven't seen each other in months, obviously, because we're going through this, which, you know, we are both busy with work and life and whatever. So that's fine. But they're responsible. <laughs> we're responsible. There was an element of we were both a little bit down. Like, how are you doing? Well, how are you doing? And and we're both in that adjustment phase, obviously. I, I wouldn't say either of us are like knee deep in anxiety and frustration. But it was a little bit feeling like, you know, you're running, you're hating it. I'm, you know, I have a month left of like trying to juggle homeschooling and teaching, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like after an hour of even just talking through those stages and reminding ourselves that we know these stages, we've been through them. We know what this looks like. Maybe not through COVID, but through other things, through moves, through job changes, through country changes, through travel, through relationship changes. If you're even just not, not a woman abroad, but just a woman, you know, going through any of these big changes, you, you've got this, like we've all got this. We know how to adjust and how to find our strength and how to come out of it on top. And I think that um, I don't know, for me, this podcast kind of reminded me of that. That's a little bit like overly like woo woo us, but like, I'm feeling a little bit, like, <laughs> you're feeling like, a little bit of female power now, <laughs> but you know what? That's what it's about. Really. It's Broads abroad. abroad, you know, that's what it is about. It's about, um, uh, not knowing what you could do until you do it. And exactly. I think, you know, putting yourself, um, in, in a challenge, like choosing to live abroad, you go through this and then having this happen to us while we're abroad, realizing that all of those stages bring and build capacity, bring opportunities that build capacity. And th- that is always the first step from jumping or leaving that last branch, jumping to the next phase mm-hmm. or the next stage that we're talking about. And I think even though you're going to go you know, back and forth before you really truly let go and you're like, yes, I'm in this phase now. Yes, I'm in this phase now. And I think that um, you know, that's how we moved through the three stages that we are. And that's how we're taking our step to the next one, which is acceptance and we're pulling through conversations like this strength strategies connections and uh and i'm looking forward to that full acceptance and it only happens one step at a time exactly and i don't think we can rush it and i really am glad i'm glad we did this tonight i'm glad we got together to talk so i appreciate um anyone who's listening and anyone who's in this same situation um obviously anyone i mean everyone (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're all we're all in this together people whether you're abroad or you're not abroad whether you're a woman or not a woman whether you are a parent not a parent a teacher not a teacher i mean we are all experiencing this in a different way and i think those four stages really apply so thanks jessica for uh the chat and thank you all for joining us this is i don't even know what episode this is five six i don't know <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll stop counting like we stopped counting days. <laughs> it's all about understanding and it's all about connecting. So exactly. Thank you.